This is Call with Dad's podcast, where today's issues, concerns, and joys of being a dad are discussed. With your hosts, E.A. Maynard and Mr. Pancake, sharing their views, experiences, and all things they know, join the journey with us. Welcome to Call with Dad's. More than a podcast or a website, but your home for a community of dads who want to be better. Now let's get started. <laughs> yeah, so um, for me, like parents being on the same page is something that's like extremely important. Um, I, I Mainly I know because me and my wife are not always on the same page and it does cause lot of like tension between us and stress with a lot of things um there there are certain styles that she don't like that i like or ones that i like and she don't like so the to me it's something that's extremely important for parents and uh before you get married uh before you have children for sure you know these things are important to talk about discuss prior to having a child and prior to you know setting your life forever with somebody who's a lot of people these days don't really look at marriages forever. They just get married because that's what they're supposed to do. And if they stop doing that, they look at marriage the way marriage is supposed to be. You know, marriage isn't a union through the government. The government doesn't put your two names on a piece of paper so you can legally live together. That's not the name of the game of marriage. Marriage isn't in the eyes of the government. You know, the government doesn't hold that power over you. Um, only God has that power, you know. Um, so marriage to me is a union between two people basically to engage and create the means of a family um, forever. You know, you, you basically profess your love for somebody, your undying love until death do us part. That's kind of why, why those words are there. So if you plan to live with somebody for the rest of your life, uh, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of important to be on the same page. You can't just be like, oh, she's pretty and you know, she's good in bed or whatever. She has a nice butt and she cleans or cooks. Those aren't solid things to be, you know, to warrant you to, you know, go get married. You know, to to me, I, I feel like it's important to discuss, I mean, pretty much everything. You know, you, you ought to discuss a lot of stuff. You know, right. your previous financial situation, your current financial situation, any secrets in the dark, things like that you've done or had or passed or whatever. These things are, you know, typically they come out during dating, but that's kind of the, the point of dating is to go through this process to find that one. And, you know, it's not always on purpose. And sometimes it just happens and sometimes it is on purpose. Sometimes you go looking. Um, but when you do get married, I mean, that society needs to look at this as a lifelong thing. Right? You, one person, you get married once, the end, that's it. You don't just marry people and then have the intentions of getting a divorce, you know, right. or if it, Oh, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get a divorce. That's silly nonsense. Um, you, you ought to look into discussing things with each other, figuring out what you could do to be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, uh, different types of things, you know, a lot of, uh, it's actually, um, the number one cause of divorce in the United States is mother, a mother and a father, um, not being on the same page when it comes to uh, childhood, you know, parenting and stuff like that and discipline and so on and so forth. So now yeah. not to cut you in, but off of that comment, yeah. you just said the fact is, is I thought I always thought and it could have changed since I last heard it, but I've always heard money was the one reason for divorce because mm -hmm. people fight a bit, but usually right. I, I, I get the money because they're fighting over money and things like that is part of the reason right. the divorce comes fighting over how to raise the kids. So mm -hmm. not to pick hairs or anything, but yeah. I, was, I mean, would it be better to say that usually arguments of misunderstandings is the leading reason of divorces because people Pretty aren't much, on the same yeah. page on everything, on everything. Right. Yeah. Pretty, I, w I would say so. Um, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen what you've talked about, uh, money being one of the number one reasons. Um, I mean, obviously, Google isn't the most reliable source on everything, <laughs> but if you if you dig enough, it can be pretty good, pretty solid. There is a lot of information there, and if you find the right sources and dig through sources appro appropriately, right. um, 
there, there's quite a few things that I've read. Um, but you know, it, it always seems to come back to, um, you know, to, to a married couple, two people not being on the same page. Mm-hmm. So right now, since you seem to cut out on and I can't hear you at all. <laughs> so while you're getting your mic fixed and I, you can hear me, I know that. So basically here's, Here's kind of my thought is like going off a lot of what you said. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is you is can better? you can be on the same page. You should find out a lot of the stuff when you're dating. But where I kind of see problems is is a mm-hmm. lot of people even when I guess here's a good example is what a, I've seen a lot of people do is they expect when they get married everything changes. Oh, when I marry him, he's going to be this way. Or when I marry her, she's going to act this way. And the fact is, is people don't really change when you get married. Mm-hmm. You grow in a marriage right. uh, and your values and views and all this change because mm-hmm. like for, and I think I've said this, my wife and I, from our very first date till the time we got married were, was almost four months of mm-hmm. us dating to the day we got married. And a lot of, we had a lot of differences and we're coming up on nine years of marriage now, but generally her background, her experience and values were quite different than mine with it being, her being kind of, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, being from China, right. being from another country. So the culture that she grew up with gave her different views than what I had growing up in Ohio. Right. Of course. Now, I don't know how much, because you said your wife came from the same area I grew up in, the Michigan, Ohio, Indiana area, yeah. and you grew up down in Florida, and Florida mm-hmm. is a bunch of crazy people anyhow, so, <laughs> but yes. generally... Did you see the aliens? <laughs> no, I oh. I heard something, but no, I haven't looked to see... <laughs> there see was the aliens, aliens at the my, at the, uh, the Bayside Mall in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'll look that up later. Sorry, <laughs> squirrel. My bad. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, getting on the same page, but one thing I think people need to realize is, like you said, you do need to talk about it, but make sure you're starting off with close to similar values so that, because, like I said, my wife and I have completely different upbringings, different cultures, all this stuff on down the line. And there's a lot of differences in how we raise our kids. Like I'm constantly, I might not be right there stopping my kids from doing something, but I'm constantly watching them. I'm constantly involved where my wife's upbringing was more of a hands-off kind of thing. And that's kind of, she watches them, but it's more play. If you need something, let me know. Blah, blah, blah. My son, for the most part, is good with that. My daughter, mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to talk, so she'll come up and pull and all this other stuff. Right. But yeah. the differences there can be seen because we have had arguments on different topics just because mm-hmm. we feel that, um, oh, criminy. We feel basically our views are right because this is how we were raised and this is how right. we look at stuff. When you have that, you have to make sure, like you said, you're on the same page because you're going to argue and if and with how people look at stuff nowadays divorces i think there's a divorce lawyer almost as much as there is a starbucks out there at this point yeah yeah divorce is crazy it's 50% of all children uh before the age before they turn the age of 18 will experience the divorce of their parents that's just crazy and you know it's not hard to believe i mean look at it so here's with what's going on divorce. So if anyone hasn't been able to tell, this episode might just go in a rambling of different areas. But generally, with divorce, you have so many people looking at divorce as like it's just a the next step of dating. They don't look at it as we're married. We we have to make an effort. When I don't even know if they people still say the vows of till death do you part. And I mean, a lot of people write their own vows and try to do all this fancy stuff. But I think Mm -hmm. I watched a video and I forget where it was, where a pastor was reading the vows and all this. And he had them changed from when I did them and I did them at a courthouse, you know. So the justice of the peace, who was just a lady that worked at the courthouse, 
write them to him. She even said, till death do you part, do you promise to honor, obey, went through the whole spiel. Right. The video I watched, the pastor went through a little sermon and gave the, do you promise to listen to your wife and be patient and go through all these different things I never heard the pastor say, and never even once said, till death do you part. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I don't know if that was just an oddity or what it was, but it did have me wondering yeah. how much people take mar- marriage seriously because mm-hmm. what was it? Um, and I do read quite a bit on Reddit on the dad groups there or subreddits. And right. it seems a lot of times that people get married, they have kids and either they're expecting their, their spouse to change to suit their desire or they expect something to, to happen however they want it. And when mm-hmm. one parent doesn't do as the other parent is thinking or spouse or however you want to say it, there's that friction. And right. I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting off on a yeah. tangent here. But, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. seems like a lot of them is they don't talk. They, they expect and don't communicate. They don't work it out. They don't set mm-hmm. a plan. Hey, I'm doing this. What do you think? Okay, we can do yeah. this. And like I said, my wife and I have that issue too at times. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think a lot of that comes with just adjustments in societal uh, norms. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, I'm, I'm a product of it. I mean, you're a product of right. it. We're, we're, both, we're both a product of, um, you know, today's society. You know, I, I didn't get married to my wife till I was, I think, what, 29? And I'm 39 now, you know what I mean? Um, and my kid's five. You know, uh, let's be honest. Well, you know, look, look at 50, 60 years ago. You know, what what was the societal norm? A 39-year-old with a five-year-old, and my wife is 36. That's not normal. By the time you're 36, 39 years old, your child ought to be 15, you know, 13. Uh, you know, you, you, you ought to be having a kid, you know, based on societal norms 50 years ago, you know, at a minimum by the time you're 25, 26, that was the norm then, you know, today societal changes have adjusted. And I'm I'm not saying it was correct then, but I mean, look at history, history for 5,000 years was this way. And then in the last 50 years, we change and we go, well, we're right in the last 50 years. Well, I don't know. It's that way for 5,000 years, and we're the ones that change, you know. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we are right or we are wrong based on what we're doing, but most people these days kind of go and get out their life. They go and party. They go travel the world. They, you know, join the military and drink and travel and sleep with a bunch of girls and try this and try that and, you know. Oh, I've, I'm, you know, I'm a white guy, so I want to try a black girl, an Asian girl, Hispanic girl, and try all the girls, you know. So, uh, I mean, all, all these different things that people want to do, um, but what they don't realize is, or, or they, they think they're miss, they think if they get married young and have a child, they're gonna miss out on doing all of those things and enjoying life, traveling, seeing the world, meeting new people, um, maybe even potentially having a career and a job and so on and so forth. But what they don't realize, I, I mean, I know not everybody's perfect. and I know it's not gonna map out for everybody exactly the same. And that's completely normal and understandable, obviously, especially in a society where 50, 60 years ago, the population was probably about half of what it is today. So there are differences. You know, there's a a lot of differences, and that is recognized. But um, you you know Nick Freitas just Mm. as well as I do. Um, He was mentioning one time uh, in one of his videos, and it it makes perfect sense. You know, all those years ago, those people, they don't travel and do all this stuff and eventually meet somebody 30, 40 years later. Like me and my wife are from two entirely different sides of the country. Right. We do things completely <laughs> different. Yes. You know, everything in our life is different and sometimes, you know, opposite to tract, but um, you know, he got married to his high school sweetheart. He, he grew up with her. He knew her, you know, right. they didn't get married when they're 18, but you know, when they're or low twenties, they got married. And then people are like, well, don't you, you know, wish you got to do all this stuff before? Aren't you missing out on stuff? He's like, no, 
I'm doing all of the things that I want to do with my wife. And oh, but what about kids? Now you're gonna do all this and take care of your kids and all this stuff, and you're missing out on this. No, my kids make me better, and then I get to do all the things that I want to do with my kid. And as they grow and get older, then we can do new things and different things and try something else. You know, when they're, when they're small, we can try certain things. When they become toddlers, try certain things. When they become, you know, teenagers, do certain things. And when they get in their 20s and 30s, I mean, you can go have beer with your kid and maybe even, you know, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things to do. You know, go to parties or go to the bar with your son, you know, go to a baseball game, football game, you know, whatever. You, you and your son can go get dirt bikes and, you know, trek through the woods and shit, all that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of people view it as missing out. They feel like they need to go do this all first. And I'm not, I mean, sometimes, yeah, but sometimes I feel like based on a lot of the things that I read and a lot of the things that other people talk about, like people like Nick Freitas, uh, you know, uh, or Jordan Peterson, stuff like that, building a traditional family from the beginning, typically when you know somebody for the entirety of your life or a, a large portion of your life, you kind of grow up with them. And, and that's kind of the way it was. People married people they knew within the community mm -hmm. around them and they slowly branch out. They right. don't just go from up, I'm, t I'm 15 to the other side of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so they, they, they build and they slowly branch out to other parts and they build and it's, that seems to hold families longer. I mean, traditional families if for, I mean, all of statistics show that the traditional family is a hundred times better and everything in life for every person, financially, everything, happiness is better for them right. as long as they have a traditional family and they keep the traditional family. And then they show statistics on people based on how they got married, when they got married, who it was they got married to. And actually people like me and you are more likely to get divorced. Yeah, um, yeah it's a higher, much higher divorce rate. People that got married at a younger rate to somebody they knew, similar to like what that Nick guy did. Mm -hmm. It's like 98% of them stay together forever. Like so where us, it's like 50% get divorced or even more or something like that. It's insane. Right. So, well, to play to play the dev mm -hmm. devil's advocate here because right. literally i hate to say it what you just described of the crazy guys who do all this stuff literally was me i mean <laughs> i right. married my wife i just did the math to make sure that my ages were right so mm. i'm 40 what did i say i was again i'm 42 or 4 one of those two but basically <laughs> <laughs> i know that's sad to say but so yeah. yeah, I'm 40. I turned 45 this year. So I'm 44 right now. My wife and I got married when I was 36. So I had my son when we were, or when I was 39, 38, 39, something like that. So, mm -hmm. but for me, it literally, I embodied that first that you had a high school sweetheart, you planned on marrying her, and all this, right? Right. Well, I was going to do that, and. I, we even looked at houses, we were engaged, and then, oh, yeah. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but let's just say it obviously didn't happen, and, <laughs> you know, for me, yeah. I ended up taking a job where I traveled the country, so right. I was gone probably four, four to five days out of the week, and mm. for I did that for almost 20 years, and doing stuff like that, for me, I... I wasn't anywhere long enough to have a real relationship. Right. Don't get me wrong. I met a lot of girls. Yeah, I had absolutely. a couple stalkers. I had I did the whole partying thing. If I ever get time to finish writing this memoir that I've, I'm still trying to get through, <laughs> through the second chapter over after a year, because with kids you just have all sorts of time. But yeah, tons. Yeah, but generally the fact is, is I did all this crazy stuff. I remember. Right. I lived that life. I dated a lot. And even when I got off the road and started finding other things, other jobs, things I was doing, you know, I dated a lot and I dated, I didn't date girls of different races and all this just because I wanted to <laughs> pretend I'm going to Baskin Robbins. But literally <laughs> kind of, my viewpoint was always, you know, if they're pretty, 
then what's the matter? So it's basically boiling down to, and I know I'm saying basically a lot for some reason, but it boils down to I dated girls because they were pretty, not because color of skin or anything like that. Because if you see a hot girl, it doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? Brown, black, white, tan, whatever. If she's pretty and she actually can hold a conversation, then yeah, (laughs) why, why would you not want to date her? But... Oh, I didn't care about the conversation. <laughs> no talking. See, that's where you, that's where I vary because yeah. I I just couldn't stand dumb girl. It's, yeah. I maybe one of these shows will have a a conversation about the crazy dates and things of a single a single guy, but yeah. I I have stories beyond stories that are just most people I used to tell them just for people to get good laughs out of, but generally. What I found is when I met my wife, I I was actually ready to be married if I found the right girl. But I dated a lot because the girls that I was finding, even if they said they were ready for marriage or they were acting like they wanted to go towards that direction, what normally happened is they would find weird reasons to say they didn't like being around. I even had one girl told me that she was jealous of my cat gremlin. Another girl told That's me weird. she was too scared to be around me because of my cat. So, mind so you, you're the crazy cat guy. I was. My cat. <laughs> I mean, literally, I have a cat, I have a tattoo of her paw on my chest. But again, so like when I went through hard times and I spent some time sleeping in my truck, I spent time, mm-hmm. and my cat was 17 years old when she passed, and yeah. she would attack dogs, attack deers, attack people. She had no fear. She was a tough little kitty, <laughs> but yeah. she was also the one that through all the things I went through was there. And I right. was, people knew that I would put my cat in front of them as long as we were only dating because my cat would be there. Yeah. Now, right. my wife was terrified of my cat. Like there, there's a picture of her holding my cat and there's a video of it too, where she's saying, hurry up, hurry up. I don't want her to get mad while I'm holding her. <laughs> but it's the fact of I, I went through that life and yeah, it sounds exciting. And I mean, I have a ton of stories to tell, but the fact also comes down to if I could have met my wife sooner, mind yeah. you, she's five years younger than me. So it would have had to been when I was 26, somewhere, yeah. well, 24, maybe yeah, yeah 24. I'd have to yeah. be 24 for her to be 18, I think. So, right. so it would have to be my mid twenties. So a few years of yeah. drinking, but in all truth, if I could trade all the crazy times I've had, all the things I've done, and met my wife sooner, then, yeah, it would have been fantastic. The other problem that is different that why people, I think, because like you said, your wife is from the Midwest, you're from mm-hmm. Florida, you grew up completely different, my wife is from right. China, I'm from Ohio, completely different upbringings. Right. The one, totally th- the one thing I wonder is when I was younger, if I would have met my wife when I was younger, right? Or even would we let, have connected? Not even, would we have connected is one. Would I have been mature enough to be able mm-hmm. to think things through, be patient enough? Because when a lot of young guys really don't think about how to control their anger, they don't think about they're just pumped full of hormones, the old right. saying, full of piss and vinegar. You know, it's just that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's if you find I'm not going to say if you find somebody when you're young, don't marry her. If you find right. the right girl when you're young at any age, as long as you're legally able to get married, then go ahead and do it. Start a family yeah. because one, when you get married, you do kind of mature a bit. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a kid, most times, most men mature quite a bit because once you have a kid, you have that responsibility. Yeah. There, I've only met a, or heard and talked with a few dads. I haven't met them all because online. But very few dads that I've spoken with have said something along the lines of, this is just too much, I'm walking away. Because yeah. You get that feeling of you need to do better. You need to have your kid. You need to be better so they can have a better life. All this stuff. And yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's actually a statistic. And for men, I uh, forget how much it is. But when when you have a child, 
Um, like obviously women change when they have a child, you know, I mean, that's blatantly obvious. You right. know, there, there's a physical change, right. um, they, they, their hormones change, everything changes in men. Um, men actually get a hormone and it's only temporary and it goes into their body and it connects in their brain and it changes. Uh, it's like the cerebral, it's like the, I think it's like the cerebral cortex. It's like right here in the front. Right. And a portion of your brain adjusts, changing how you are, uh, making you uh, essentially it makes you do like a couple different things. Like one is have a stronger connection to your family. And the other one is like having like the ability to be more responsible. Like you no longer want to do all those irresponsible things. You want to be more responsible and care for your family. Uh, it, it's actually like a statistic. I have to find it and read it again. But it's pretty interesting to read about. It's like a, I was reading about it one time doing my research and stuff. It's like it, men's brains when they have kids, as long as they're around, because right. obviously there are men that get it and leave, and then the woman has a baby over there. Right. You know, as long as the man is around to be in that presence of all that stuff, like it, it like kicks their hormones in and makes them have that change. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I, I wonder, like, I I wish I was around my wife or me and my wife could have met, you know, 10 years earlier, you know, something like that, even 15 years earlier and dated or whatever for longer when we were younger and so on and so forth. But then again, I look back and I'm like, she wasn't she she wasn't in that type of mindset to to be married and settle with one person. And neither was I. You know, I wanted to, you know, you know, I, I had, a, you know, a, a kind of a weird, wretched upbringing where my dad was divorced like several times in and out dating with girls. My mom was like nuts and, you know, my stepdad was mean and crazy. And so I had this like insane, you know, upbringing with all this broken home family, this, and there was, there was no family. So I didn't have that traditional thing. So the only thing for me to do was to find my way out, you know what I mean? And go chase, chase tail and do all this other stuff and do all that stuff. I had no direction. So that, that to me is something kind of like plays along with a lot of the stuff that we're doing here with this, the show our you know, uh, all with dads and the pancakes with your dad and all that stuff. You know, the, the idea is to, to kind of push people to want to have a sol a more solid structure. And one of the, you know, that way their kids can have a solid structure, you know, so maybe it didn't happen for you and me. Right. You know, I wish it did. I wish I could have gotten married at 19 years old to my 19 year old or 18 year old wife and we could have lived a long life with three happy kids out in the country farm milking lambs and shit <laughs> or milking lambs and stuff you know what right. i mean you know cows on the farm you know you know i wish i could have had the white picket fence life but that didn't happen and that doesn't happen for everyone and that is understandable but this is where we stop that line and i regardless of how much i feel and have anger and fighting with my wife or whatever, I made a commitment as a man, I married her. And even if I go, oh, she's so miserable, I want to have a divorce. You know what? I'm going to do what I can to find a way, whether it's therapy, whether I got to, even if I'm the nuts one and I got to go get mental medication, it doesn't matter. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to find it, fix it with my wife. That way me and her can get back on the same page get to dating and being a, a husband and wife again. That way we can be parents for my child. That way when she goes and gets old enough, she can have the appropriate life. That way she can find somebody. And when, when she goes, she has the proper guidance. And when she goes to get married or meets a, a man that she's dated for a long time, she understands the, the before she marries this guy, she had better be on the same page with him. They need a lot of stuff to talk about. They need to figure out life, make sure it's right. And hopefully I can guide her into something where she has a more traditional style family, you know, because uh, I mean, statistics show it's overall better for people. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't I want her to have better than what I have? Mm -hmm. So I mean, that that's all, all of that boils down to 
you know, somewhere along the lines of being on the same page. I think that's a really strong thing of teaching people and showing people, you know, it's okay to get married and it's okay to decide maybe we ought not to. We're not on the same page. Maybe we ought to, you know, look for other people or maybe just continue dating for longer before we get married. Maybe you don't need to see other people. Maybe you just need to date longer till you get on the same page and discuss things more and figure things out. And, you know, a lot of it actually is compromise. You know what I mean? It is, but here's, because I can see where we're going with this conversation about, but Mm -hmm. here's part of the thing that I said, I, I don't know how many dates I've been on in my life. And Mm -hmm. literally I, I remember going on one date and getting a date with the waitress. So, and just, so I've, I've been, I'm talking from experience here is what I'm trying to get at. So (laughs) the fact is, is one thing I've, from my personal experience and the one thing I've seen is I've had relationships go from one date to one week, to one month, to one year, to three years, things like that. I've had short and long relationships. And the one thing I've found through all the dates I've been on and all the dating I've done is some people, no matter if you date a little bit longer if you right. can, you have to use your brain about this because just because, right. like you said at the beginning, if you you can't just worry about does she have a cute butt, does she is she a fun roll in the hay, all these right. things, do, yeah. does she have a cute smile, whatever. Right. I mean, trust me. You guys me, have to get along. <laughs> yeah, I, I've dated pretty girls. I've dated I think one or two models. I know one. The other one said she was, but pretty enough to be one, but. but either way and i've dated girls that were okay looking and some you know was borderline but you just they're smart they were fun to talk with and even though we had a couple grenades in my time uh, but the fact (laughs) is is, even the ones that weren't completely pretty Mm. majority of girls i dated i dated not for their appearance because yes appearance is important you have to be physically attracted to somebody but right I personally tried to look at people I could talk with, people mm. and people I could be on the same page with my beliefs, my conversations. And right. when, so like, here's another problem is an example I guess I could use is my wife and I now are about five years apart, difference in age, right? right. When I was younger, I was in my mid twenties and dated a college girl. So about same thing. She was, th- she was three to four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And back then, dating somebody younger was fun, but it was also just draining because even though she's a college girl, her way of thinking was nowhere along the way of mine. So when we had conversations, mm-hmm. it just completely went in different directions. We didn't right. we didn't have that that whole ability to follow along. Great girl ended up marrying a marine, ended up becoming a teacher, I think all this but Mm -hmm. the general purpose was is there the connection wasn't built strongly because of our values all that so part of it is is just because you date somebody longer doesn't mean that you're going to be on the same page there's plenty of girls like i said i've gone dates as long as one date one week one month Mm -hmm. two years and beyond the one thing i've learned is as soon as you know that hey this is kind of a beating a dead horse or it's a lost cause yeah, yeah, lost cause. You know, yeah. I had... You kind of figure it out, and if you got to move on, move on. Yeah, and I've had that I'm... conversation with girls before saying, yeah. hey, you know, this is my belief, and some of them get upset. Well, you don't think blah, 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 but this is also part of being the man of saying, hey, I don't see this mm-hmm. going where it's going to go where I want to go. Yes, I'm having right. fun. Yes, going to the bars with you and talking and doing all these things are fun. Yes, the craziness is fun, but this is not going to lead us to where eventually we need to be. And that's something, being on the same page, you need to be in a relationship. Because if you can't Mm -hmm. get on the same page to that, to knowing, you might as well just say, okay, I'm 100% of this sure now. I know if we date get married and have kids, then what's going to happen? Is she going to go crazy? Am I going to look like the crazy person? I mean, I, I sent you that, that guy from Reddit who in the article Mm -hmm. said that 
his wife, he says he's not abusive or crazy or a threat or anything, but literally right. they they had so many disagreements, so many off-the-wall things of each other, and his mm-hmm. wife got a restraining order from him, took the kids and went to her mom's house, leaving him alone in a house, all these right. things. And, you know, one thing is, is you kind of, I wonder, one, because the guy wrote the story in the article that on Reddit, he was kind of whitewashing some of the areas. But yeah. the fact is, is that goes to show that they got most likely got married. They didn't discuss anything of value. It was more, right. hey, what restaurant do you want? Or, right. you know, before, like, my mom, my stepdad, my mom was one side of the political party. My stepdad was the other. Yeah. And they would talk politics. But then say, okay, well, you know what? Forget it. Where do you want to go to dinner? Now, I'd say now, whatever side of the aisle you're on, if you're so passionately focused on politics, for an example, and you want to talk about something to do with politics and you're dating a, if you're a Republican and you're dating a girl that's a Democrat, if you're both very motivated by politics, there's going to be a lot of issues and it's unlikely you're going to last a long time. Right. There's going to be a lot of fights, arguments. You're not going to last very long at all. Right. Yeah. But but it's kind of like, for an example, my wife, she was very, at first, and this is something we should have discussed beforehand is, and mind you, it took me time to get there, but like I was always against public school. So right. I always thought private school. I'll send my yeah. kids to private school. I'll work right. harder. I'll work more. I'll, find the money somehow if Mm -hmm. we have to cut our expenses in living whatever we have to do we'll make it happen so that was kind of the thinking i had and my wife was why pay for public school we can send them to private school Mm -hmm. and then she started seeing all the stuff that the public schools were doing the type of people that were working in the public school and the people that they were creating in the public schools yeah and all this stuff and so she's and by the time she came to that understanding, I've already moved to homeschooling idea because, yeah. and at, my wife and, like I said, we didn't discuss this, but eventually we talked enough. I worked with it. I presented the information to where we were able to go that direction and be on the same page about it. Now, mm-hmm. my wife and I still have our differences in opinion. Like and a good example is, is, my wife eventually wants my kids to go into a pub, a private school. So I'm like, okay, but yeah. I would like to see, because she's worried about socialization, but literally my son goes goes to any place kids are, plays with them, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even, he meets so many kids in so many different interactions and all this, that he's like, yeah, I have friends. Do you know any of their names? No, I'm not worried. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he gets interactions, he gets fun, he He'll when he gets older, yeah. he'll. I'm sure he'll make a longer term friend, but yeah, the socialization. It's kind like, of a it's kind of a myth, anyways. Yeah, you really kind of grow, you kind of grow out of it when you get older. Well, like like I said in the article that published not too long ago, you look at it. How many friends do you have from before? Like, yeah, I have. <laughs> I had one friend that I literally Disney. knew since I was since the. <laughs> late 80s early 90s and right. him and i talk every couple months and right. i think you mentioned about you have a friend in another state that you just shoot random things to yeah. you don't really talk but you stay connected right. by just shooting random things yeah but like i said my buddy broke both his arms healed went through therapy no, yeah. all this mm-hmm. stuff and then he's like oh did i tell you i broke my arms yeah i mean yeah. so that whole thing of friends isn't highly important yeah it's good for kids to socialize but i think what's more important is one they see a stable home they see mom and dad not constantly argue i mean occasionally they're going to see mom and dad argue and arguing is okay yeah it's but showing them you can resolve it exactly because no nothing's perfect but the one thing that also is that my wife wants my son and kid and daughter to eventually go to a private school again mm-hmm. or go eventually go to one. And right. I'm firmly on the thought of with mm-hmm. how I do things, I can easily continue homeschooling 
Then once my daughter gets old enough, my son will be able to help her homeschool while right. he homeschools. And I can manage it all that way. And in right. all truth, we're not on the same page yet. Yeah. But one thing that I'm doing is I'm looking at the long the long term stuff. I have a couple years mm-hmm. to be able to have this discussion to give right. these points and who knows, she might change my opinion and get me on her side to say, Okay, there yeah. is this nice private school we can send both the kids to and right. yada yada yada. Because Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean there it's not always like I like homeschooling because one, I get I get my son around me all the time. When right. my daughter's gonna be here, she's gonna be around me all the time. There's mm-hmm just a big bond there that you can't yeah you can't get if your kid's spending more time yeah in, they're gone all yeah, day long exactly right. so yeah i'm lucky and enough I, to have honestly, that honestly it's been that way it's been that way for like a thousand you know thousand years i mean yeah they don't send their kids to school they homeschooled their kids you know for the most part and mo- majority of the stuff i read about that stuff i mean i, I don't homeschool my kids i I actually have a very unique opportunity to send my kid to, I mean, it's not your modern variety Christian school. It's very different and it's very hard to explain, but it's like a traditional, like Latin style, like not, not Hispanic style where they speak Spanish and Latin, but yeah, it's, it's Latin, it's called a Latin school. Um, It's traditional, like education. Uh, It's very, it's, very original America, old, old America minded. It's it's an interesting school. Um, mm. So it's a very unique opportunity. And that's one of the main reasons why we selected to go there. Otherwise, we were going to homeschool. We're just saying, right. yeah. But, but majority of the stuff we read and all of that stuff is like uh, the socialization and all that stuff. I mean, it's good for their self-esteem, but that's it. I mean, for the, for the most part, you kind of grow out of it. And they socialize like the majority of all of my daughter's friends at her current age have come from us just taking her to the park. She mm-hmm. met a kid. Oh yeah, we live up the road. Oh, cool. You want to play date? Okay. Yeah. And that that's where it came from. It had nothing to do with school. And honestly, um, it took us where we're two years deep now in that school. Um, and we just finally have met someone where we can connect with them and from her school and go and hang out now and again. And it's not like a all the time friendship. She doesn't hang out with them all the time and stuff. She sees her in school and we go and hang out over their house or whatever. They come over ours, whatever. We go to the park, but it's like once every couple of weeks, it's not like an all the time thing. The people she goes and sees all the time is because we met them at the park, you know, so like a friend, somebody she played with and had fun with. So for the most part, all that stuff is, this is a myth. I mean, oh, you're yeah. going to send your kid to school to be exactly like the rest of society. So I don't want my kid to be like society. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So society right now is a disaster. You know, chopping their deals off if they're guys and, yeah. you know, cutting their hair short and wearing jeans if they're girls. You know, like, give me a break. Like, you know, yeah. uh, riddled with mental illness. So this, this isn't okay. And I don't want my child to be that way. Exactly. So, and I'm like, yeah. That, I'll be honest, that was a, one of the important yeah. things to us is that that mm-hmm. whole deal going on and how the schools yeah. seem to be pushing that. The fact yeah. Me of, and my wife are on that page, like, exact. Me and her are exactly the same on that page. We oh, yeah. do not disagree at all. <laughs> oh, we're, we're there, too. Along That's the good thing yeah. is when I – that's part of – I started showing my wife what was going on in the mm-hmm. public schools – yeah. And she's like, nope. <laughs> and I hate to say it, we we went to take a tour, and we went to one of the um one of one of these high end private schools that was supposed to be very uppity and hard to get into, and yada yada yada. Right. <laughs> it, it, so it wasn't a genius school, but it was a basically a rich kid school. Right. So we yeah, took a tour. Like, mm, yeah, we we took the tour. We're like, okay, let's see what this school has to even offer. And even going through there, you would think a, an upper class school mm-hmm. would be more focused on teaching kids the important things. But right. they showed us this library, and I'm like, 
it looks very nice. The designer did a good job. And I asked, I said, mm -hmm. do you guys have the same problem with the type of books that the public schools have? Are you guys teaching kids the same thing public schools yeah. are being very much being questioned and all this about? And right. this lady just instantly became snooty. And if she wasn't a woman, she would have been backhanded. But she's like, it's like, well, we let our students learn whatever they feel they need to learn. We just help direct them in the direction. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Mm. So literally, it was a smooth walk before yeah. that. And then after that, it was a pretty brisk walk to get yeah. to the end base, of the tour. Base, basically, what she said is, we let our children choose their gender. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so, wait a second. There's yeah. things in this world you can't change, whether you like it or not. Right. I mean, <laughs> DNA is DNA. So right. as far as I know, they can't change it. But a lot of that is what helped my wife and I get on the same page with mm -hmm. schooling. Now, mind you, there's still, like I said earlier, there's things where, like my view of, I, I feel like I need to know where the kids are, what they're doing. Make sure right. that my wife, my wife, make sure my daughter's not climbing the cat tower trying to get to one of the kitties. My <laughs> son is not directing her up the cat tower. You know, I mean. Yeah. So and your wife came from a country where it don't matter what people say, that kind of stuff don't fly. Right. <laughs> so, they see somebody like that, they beat them and hang them in the streets. <laughs> yeah, well, you figure back then, or... The one one of the things is is the value of children in a culture where they try to regulate children how many you can have. One, right. your children are important, but the thought of it's more of an investment. Yeah, right. Instead continuing of continuing the family name and so on and so forth, right? Well, you look at it. China had made it the one-child policy and made having a boy mm -hmm. more important. So right. it. It's a good thing that my wife was born and not aborted because obviously, <laughs> but no, in all truth, a lot yeah. of females, a lot of girl babies are aborted yeah. in China because right. mothers want to have boys. Right. So, have a boy, because they believe that the boy will then support the parents when they get older. Right. Because they're, yeah, right. So, so like I said, to, to them, they're more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's the problem with that is, is now China's dealing with a population decline yeah, because there's so many boys compared to girls. Right. Yeah. But, and then, of course, you, you only have, need one guy. Yeah. You well, can have 100 women and one dude, and that one dude can get them all. <laughs> well, exactly. So right. that's true. But if you don't have that 100 women. Right. So what was it? I think you and I talked about it where there was a... Um, guy that brought up the point of what's more important a man or a woman and yeah. if you have a hundred man hundred men and one woman can you repopulate the island well no if you yeah. have one man and a hundred women can you repopulate the island the answer is yes right. so now mind you yeah. there'd be a lot of headaches and all sorts of things but the general right. point is is mathematic so right. that's china's statistics problem. are statistics yeah hmm. that's where problem with china is is they have more men right. boys whatever you want to say than women so right. until that turns around it's yeah. i mean china's now implementing limited on gaming limited on all this stuff so mm -hmm. that guys go out and start actually trying to date girls and all this yeah but and japan was having a very similar issue except they don't have uh they don't have a uh what do you call it a child restriction they have they have an issue with technology mm-hmm they have too too much pornography. Um, well, Japan's like the, the porn the, capital of the world. Right. Yeah, the the rubber dolls and stuff, the yeah. the machines that do it for you, you know. So that, that a lot of men are just like, why would I deal? I mean, they're, they're not wrong. You well, know, why would you deal with a bunch of problems of a woman? You know, cry and whine and complain and yell at you and argue with you and fight you with you and this and that, blah blah blah, the other. And they don't even want companionship. They just go get companionship from a a dog or a cat, you know, and then they go get this big rubber doll and feels well, just like a person and they can do whatever they want with it. <laughs> see, I, that's an area I'm not too familiar with, yeah. but one thing I will Weird. say is the one, one thing I will say is 
if you're trained this like Japan being technology too much porn yeah. all this stuff right. they're so focused on the I just need to get off I need to feel better and yeah. then move on they're focused on the the quick the right, right now the but see here's here's where it comes down to is is why if the whole th- the whole society is just focused on sex. Sex yeah. is sex is a huge thing in Japan. So when right. you have a society focused on sex, the connection and kind of to be on the same, the concern about being on the same page, the mm-hmm. getting mentally there, getting all that. If it's focused physical, then you have no incentive because you do your thing, you have fun, then you move on. Yeah, move on. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I mean, it makes and, sense and. Yeah, that's their their that their focus being like that is why. I mean, they they got a lot of cool stuff over there, but their their average citizen lives in a like a junky apartment. Mm-hmm. Live lives alone, doesn't make very much, dresses exactly the same as they do as everyone else around them, and the same every single day. And they go to and from work all day long. They have sex with their rubber doll and go to sleep, get back up, go back to work, do the same thing every day, all day long. And they have a society that's miserable, depressed. There's like, I think they're one of the top suicide places in the world and their population is declining and their GOP is like, Mm -hmm. like toiling, you know what I mean? It's because they have no families and they have nothing to build on. You know what I mean? So, so following that style of life is just, I mean, it's, um, it was like, one of this, this one I can't remember who said it. Uh, it's the exact same, uh, the exact same scenario, just in a different context. So, and the, the, this one is in more politics. So the Democrats want to get a bunch of money, print a bunch of money, and give it to everything, and everyone's like, "Yay!" And everybody fixes the problem. You know what I mean? The Republicans want to. Cut a bunch of money, cut a bunch of funding, save as much, and don't spend as much. And right away, everything's like, kind of yeah. sucks. Oh. Yeah. But later down the road, everything progressively gets better. You know, so it's it's everything go, for the way they the the Dems want it, it goes like this. For the way the Republicans want it, it goes like this. So it's just two different ways. Um, basically, it's like, what do you want it fixed right now? And that's what they keep doing. They keep fixing, fixing, fixing. So it never it just keeps going like this. Well, so it's it's same concept with the family. It yeah. isn't. So I I have two points to kind of hit on from what you were discussing. One is the, in my opinion, the family unit, a society that focuses on building family up will more mm. likely grow in advance because with a strong strong family base you have a stronger community and right. even if it's community here community there just like we started going to a church and we're starting to get to know people a couple of the dads that see me kind of nod their heads or say hello and all right. this stuff a couple of the moms wave and they know my wife better because she's doing the sunday school teacher thing mm-hmm. which if you knew my wife would be kind of funny but the fact is is all this is building of community, you know, but right. if you don't have that community, that strong community, you end up like, like I have a neighbor that I don't even know his name. I can mm. barely describe him. I know my neighbor across the street, the one behind me and the one kind of behind me, but right. I know the one directly behind me doesn't like me in the least. So I put up a six foot fence instead of a four foot fence. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of solve that problem but that's kind of the thing is you have without a strong community you start building fences you yeah. look at you look at older pictures of neighborhoods and they might have that fence but it was a four foot fence the picket yeah. fence in the sense of you can see everything you right. your neighbors and you guys could talk you could be interacting with each other blah 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 mm-hmm. now we all build fences because we don't want people in our yard. We don't want people seeing what we're doing. We don't right. want this. We don't want that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't say I'm any better at that because like I said, I built a six foot fence because I didn't want one. I wanted to cut down people walking through my yard Two, I wanted to cut the neighbor from coming over because I think they're just old, crazy, an old, crazy woman. And <laughs> the, the yeah. husband's a great guy. 
I've talked with him yeah. multiple times. Don't agree with him politically, but just a heck of a nice guy, you yeah. know? But right. the fact is, is the only community I have where I live, and I don't know how it is with you, but is across the street where my neighbor across the street, mm-hmm. we're friends with them, and we've built up that relationship, and we've tried to build it with the other ones, but people are so focused on being by themselves or being in their own little world where they have friends that are away from them. And I think yeah. part of that is because you don't want the people, you don't want to be friends with people, your neighbors, because what if they see you have something in your yard or what if they hear you do something that, or learn you did something where your friends would never mm-hmm. know. And you know, that that's kind of the thing is a strong community also keeps the craziness in check because if everyone's yeah. in there going, wait a minute, we can deal with crazy, but you are off the record here, off the right. reader here. So, right. but yeah, a lot of that also boils down to, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm not one to preach, you know, all the, you know, religion and God and all that stuff. I, I go, I go out of my way to not preach right. that because not everybody, not everybody believes the same thing, but so on and so forth. Um, but you know. Uh, and I, and I'm only using the Ten Commandments because if you take away the ideology of religion and you just take what it says, right? So you take there's two documents that I follow, and not because of religion or anything or anything like that. I follow the Constitution because that is my rights, and then I follow uh, the Ten Commandments because the Ten Commandments is your. I mean, it's a basic document that explains how you should be towards others right as long as you follow the two documents you know what i mean if you follow the constitution you keep your rights and you don't allow others to override them you know what right. i mean right. nobody's going to walk on me but then you have the 10 commandments that means i'm not going to walk on you either exactly you know what i mean so well, and then yeah. that will build a community it'll help anyways i agree and like like you said if you take a Strip religion out of the Ten Commandments right. for an example. Right. So, just get rid of the religion portion right. of it. Just thou shall not. I think it says, and I've heard, I've heard there's different translations of it being murder or yeah. kill. Because right. one is, and I think the actual translation is supposed to be thou shall not murder, because it's not a sin if you kill somebody in self-defense. Right. So, and. I'm not a theologian, so if I'm wrong, forgive me, but <laughs> these are the things I've heard and how I understand it. Right. You, When they say you should not cover your neighbor's wife, basically right. one is don't stare over the fence and wish to have everything your neighbor has because right. they're, yeah, look, they're looking back over at you right. going, you know, it'd be nice to have that. It would be nice to do that or whatever. Right. We all make our own choices of how we live our life and wh- how right. we got to where we want. Right. It, For the most part, they're generic terms. You know, don't cover it. your neighbor's wife. is just a, I mean, it's a generic term saying, you know, just you don't need to be jealous of what others have. You right. know, don't don't want their stuff. Don't want their wife. Don't want their stuff. Don't want their just everything overall in general, right. whether it's your neighbor or not, just others in general. Just generally speaking, don't cover it. Don't want or be jealous of other people's stuff. Just. Accept what you got. If you want more, work for it. In the end. Exactly. And you make trade-offs. You save money up if you want something right. and all this. So, I mean, it. yeah. And that's the one thing is generally the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. is a important document, important yeah. set of rules that right. even if you're an atheist, whatever, right. whatever yeah, your belief absolutely. system is, following – having a moral system – is highly important to be able to help mm-hmm. improve everything so that your life is better, your kid's life is better, your community's life is better, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, I mean, and at this point, I think we've gone on, I don't know how many different topics in this discussion. Yeah. So uh, Overall, the topic was basically community, family, and being on the same page with your family. And yeah. a lot of the topics that I noticed that we talked about all boiled down to the same thing. You know, uh, you know, basically before you go getting involved in too much, getting married, you know, starting a family, um, 
you definitely want to have those types of conversations. You want to uh, be on the same page with your wife, you know, I mean, with your or your husband or whatever, not men, husband, if, if you're a woman. Right. That's not a game I play. Um, but yeah, for for the men. Yeah. With your wife, you want to be on the same page. You know, I mean, you, you want a parenting style, um, religion politically uh i mean everything under the sun and the best way to do that one is to have a moral compass such as you know the 10 commandments and the u.s constitution um and it doesn't have to be the u.s constitution just take the verbiage of the information and use that because if you read it and listen to it overall it's general information that's good um so that's i mean having that moral compass um and then just defining your life as a man you know being on the same page as your wife you know, it, it's important. And men, you know, traditional roles not always are encompassing today's society. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, me personally, I do believe that the more traditional role in a family is more natural and is a, takes a better effect for the family overall. The man will be happier. The woman will be happier. And when that happens, the children will be happier. That is something that's hard with me and my wife. My wife has an issue with that. I have a career and she don't. Right. I tell her, I mean, you can have a career, go get a job. She don't want to. So it's kind of like a fight with that stuff because she she does fight with me about money a lot, you know, but it's not that it's money, this or that. It's that, uh, you know, I'll be like, oh, uh, I guess I'm paying for dinner, you know, just joking. I, I literally... In a in a way, I literally pay for everything. But in a way, she wants ev- us to look at everything like it's our money. And yeah, it is. Right. But it all still comes from me. So well, yeah. You know, you know, she need. I want her to recognize that I make all the money and provide for the family. But I also ensure that I recognize that she takes care of the kid, builds the household. And, you know, keeps the family, you know, I mean, a whole together, you know, I mean, in these traditional roles, in a way, that's also another thing that will help you be on the same page. That's something you need to be on the same page about. You know, if she wants to have a career and you want to have a career, it might be a tough thing to do. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Overall, the idea of having a traditional style family is being on the same page. Right. Well, (laughs) and yeah, that's I'll tell you what the. It's because right now I'm in a – my wife works, I work. So mm. that might be a topic we're going to have to hit later on about yeah, working absolutely. wife versus not stay-at-home wife and all that. So yeah. we can discuss yeah, that. Sure. But obviously, as always, we can easily go on and on and on. And Yeah, for sure. I don't want people to think we're just going to talk their ears off. So plus <laughs> they need a reason to come back and see us again. Eh? Yeah. So with that, I know – if anyone wants to find me, go to Call with Dads. My links are there. I'm pretty much mm. more involved in Call with Dads now than mm. my author page. If you want to see my books, you can go to my author page. But all the links for me are on callwithdads.com. And you can find all of our information there, contacts on us there, all this. In fact, I, had a, I got an email from a guy wanting to talk about divorce and all that. that. So... If you want to talk about something, reach out to us. We'll try to be there for you. That's what we're here for is build support, this and that. But generally, that's the best way to find us. You can find us on social medias like Twitter, Facebook, True Social. Are we Instagram yet? Uh, No, no, no Instagram. We have fa- Facebook is there, but okay. there's no Instagram. It's not really. All right. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to us on audio, you can also catch us on YouTube. I'm still working on trying to get things situated with Rumble. There's a little hiccup there that's taking the migration a little bit of time. But with that being said, we'll eventually be on Rumble as well. And when we do, I'll let everyone know. You can follow us on yeah. our webpage for that. Mr. Pancake, sure. where do you think people should find you at? Um so, so obviously you can find me at the same, all, all the same spots, the callwithdads.com uh, and all the call with dads social media for, for the most part. If you want to talk to specifically me, um, just, just ask. Uh, there's no reason why, what, you know, uh, he can't tell, tell me about it. Um, if you want to uh, go to my website, it's the pancakeswithyourdad.com. Um, 
and then I do have all the social media platforms, you know, uh, Truth, Twitter. Um, there is an Instagram and a Facebook uh, and a LinkedIn page as well. And I do answer all of them. Um, I, I do have the email. It's on the website. If you go to the dot com website, the email is there. There's even, I think, a contact me page, um, you know, slowly but surely. Uh, I have been kind of slightly absent on social media on my pancakes page just because I've been working on the website a lot, um, building up some things and trying to get a few things connected to it so we can work on like kind of in a, a store so we can get some, you know, cool stuff, you know, cool merch out there for people to, you know, buy, um, kind of help support our cause. Um, hopefully we can get some stuff going uh, and we'll have plenty of stuff for the future. And Sounds that's for the most part, that's where we reach out to me. I'll, I'll answer anybody. <laughs> Sounds perfect. So with that, we'll just say goodbye to everybody and then we'll talk with everyone right. in a couple of weeks. Or if you're listening to the back catalog, probably in a few seconds, if you, there's another episode. Yeah. All right. You can uh, binge us. <laughs> we, we have enough episodes now that people can binge. So, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. All right. See you later.